0: Ooh, gotta unmute the microphones to get this started what's going on everybody we are back in the actual mcu with this that's right Next, my name is Robert adams i am
1: chris adams very slow on the pickup every single time well, we do that i was <laughs> i was gonna say I, I was i was gonna say the one and only and <laughs> that's such a simple name that's definitely not true
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh so yes, episode four of WandaVision came out today, and we are back. We are back into familiar territory with this. Uh, and that's great because I am eager, eager to see what's going what all has been transpiring with this show so far. We've gotten three episodes where we're like, huh? (laughs) <laughs> and now we actually get like some meat on the bones. We know what we, we know what's going on here. We've got some clues. we've got some connections. It's fantastic and I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, let, let, let's change things up a little bit with this though. Uh, before we actually like really deep dive into this episode, Chris, what were your overall thoughts uh,
1: upon yeah. watching this? My overall thought is uh, like last week where uh, I took the opportunity to s- see what we were presented with and then kind of dive into the first two episodes again and kind of highlight some stuff. We don't need to dive into the past episodes this week because the episode itself did it for us. So, If we're gonna only just, everything would work that way, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I know, right? It's such a unique piece of television you have got to work with this week. Uh, maybe that means right. our show I'm is all- pretty uh, it means our show is pretty streamlined this week. So we'll see how that works out. But uh real quick, overall thoughts, saying the overall thoughts. Uh, this was a killer episode. I love it because it's like they were, it's like they waited to film this after the first three episodes, looked at what everybody was talking about online and went, cool, we're going to answer all of that and then give you some new questions to think about. And then they made the episode. That's what it felt like to me. Uh, this is the episode we've been waiting for to find out all the stuff that we need to find out. I'm, um, I, I love uh, our new players. There's just so much to get into. I'm excited.
0: Yes. Uh. So I I agree with that sentiment. Uh. I like that this is this is the first one that again this, this is really starting to connect the pieces. Uh. One of the things we'll, that I'm I'm definitely going to look into is we got some we got told exactly where in the mcu this takes place we weren't certain and we're like kind of confused uh this this episode new jersey where no i mean where in the in the timeline not where in the state of new jersey in the united states or whatever where
1: in the world is wanda maximoff (laughs) yeah New Jersey.
0: This one told us exactly what our timeline is. And knowing the timeline for this show, I feel like kind of opens up the idea as to what is this show really about? Again, like we were wondering where was this show in the timeline of Avengers Endgame and how far is it afterwards or was it before it? Was it somewhere in between like Infinity War and Endgame or who knows what's going on? And this one told us. Uh, I yeah. like the. Uh, let me see if I want to deep dive into that. We'll, we'll dive into that as we start going through this episode. Uh, as usual, we are YouTubers, so you know the YouTube things, questions, comments. There's Streamlabs.com/sinofanatics. Hop on our Patreon.com/sinofanatics. A lot of great stuff that's happening over there. We will explain more later. Make sure you like this video and subscribe to us because it's going to help in the future. Anyways, diving into this episode or let's dive into the chat real quick. We got Rachel Arrowal in the chat. I still want more
1: sitcom episodes. Can we tap into Darcy's feed on Twitch or something? I agree. I don't think we're done yet. I don't think we're done with the sitcom episodes yet. I mean, we've gotten images of them from the '80s, and that didn't take place yet in this episode. So that's. I think that's what we uh, we see next week. We got the uh, the Roseanne uh, married with children themed episode coming up still. So I think we definitely we're definitely gonna get some more sitcom. We've seen from like previews
0: that they had before that. There's stuff that we haven't seen yet. We haven't seen them go through the 80s. We haven't seen them go through the 90s. We haven't seen them when they go trick or treating and they're wearing like the comic book accurate versions of their costumes. All that is going to happen. It looks like yeah. at some point there's going to be some major attack on Westview. That now you've got S.W.O.R.D. and the FBI's Jimmy Wu, They're all involved in whatever this attack is. Uh, we definitely have some more going-ons with Agnes, their neighbor. More on that here in a little bit. But the first thing I want to touch upon this is how exactly this episode opened. Because I think typically like these kinds of shows, like what this show has done specifically in the last episode... And like even going back watching Mandalorian, you've gotten a whole lot of holy crap moments at the end of the episode. This episode started with that holy crap moment. And that was seeing the snap, the (laughs) snapping come back. The The first thing that we were, the the blip, uh, the re-blipping or whatever it's called. (laughs) The first thing we saw was Monica Rambeau re-reforming here. Uh, all the dusting, yeah, All she was undusting and everything. She was coming back together, woke up in a hospital next to where her mom uh, supposedly was, and then you're seeing everyone else coming back in the hospital, waking up, and it's just rapid fire. Everyone's confused. Everything is, like, set a chaos. great tone. Yeah, set a great tone for this episode. And I know both of us were watching it separately like him in his room me and mine yeah. and i know like the within that first minute or so both of us picked up our phones or whatever and hit up twitter and <laughs> what the heck is my cat doing she's got more energy than i do
1: tonight <laughs> but she's uh, being a cat got, at night gonna run around and do the crazy thing
0: but yeah we both hit twitter immediately your what were your thoughts on like uh, the second you saw that this was how this episode was uh
1: well i think first of all we, we acknowledge that you know you get the image of the dust kind of floating through the air you automatically know this is dealing with you know the what thanos did with the snap and everything so it's like oh 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 we're gonna we're gonna touch back on this again i thought you know, just for some reason, I thought the Marvel Universe had kind of moved on from that. Uh, retrospect, that's a silly thought because it literally just happened a couple movies ago. We're not going to move on from that anytime soon. The next few movies in the MCU, Black Widow aside, are probably going to heavily touch on on that still. So uh, what I really loved about this, though, was after that scene, after that opening, that that cold open right there, uh, man... I was like, this is how we're starting this off. We're just going to hit the ground running like this. Uh, I felt like I got hit over the side of my face. I was not expecting uh, an undusting to happen. Uh, I did take a note that it was kind of interesting, though, because uh, we have in continuity what it looks like for people to come back from the snap. If you go back to uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, you have, have a theory um, on this, too. Yeah, you have people who were in the gym, these band members in the gym just kind of bloop, falling from out of the air. And that's why I called them the blip. Cause they just went bloop and came back. Uh, we didn't have that here. We had people slowly dusting back to life. And I think that's kind of a, it's kind of a different, it's it's definitely a different way they've done it. So it's, I, I, I think it's, I think what we have here is that you see in far from home, it's kind of played up for laughs. Like, ha oh, it's funny. They're coming back. But here we get like the polar opposite. We get the very serious, like, no, this undusting had real world ramifications. If you go to places like airports and hospitals and like high traffic, high chaos areas there, it's going to be complete madness when people come back. Uh, I love that with this hospital. It's like, we don't have capacity, which kind of hits home a little too real right now. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Yeah. But that aside, uh, I love the fact that we got just this very raw, very real-world uh, ramification of what Thanos' snap actually did when it got reversed.
0: My my thought on that is, yeah. So we saw it. What we saw in Far From Home was a, a video camera pointed on the gym floor, and you just saw everyone just appear. And Beep. they're like, huh, "What? Uh, what we saw here." essentially the first thing we again we saw was monica being reformed and yeah. then everything seemed to be from her panic state so keep in mind like if you're ever in a situation where like adrenaline is going whether you're in a car accident or some other like massively traumatic thing everyone will tend to agree it feels like time slows down and I feel like that's what this was. It was the same exact blipping that was in Far From Home. But we're getting it from Monica Rambeau's perspective. And just everything is just slowed down. And she's realizing yeah. that all of this stuff is just all happening at once.
1: Instead it's of all snapping. Yeah. It's, it's a very more intimate, very more personal look at what happened when everyone was coming back. Not just a, ha-ha, look at real quick kind of a thing. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I thought you're you're kind of setting up uh, expecting that you understand that she was the little girl from captain Marvel. So yeah, that aside, you heard, you heard that. Yeah. That aside the sound clips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As she was coming back, you heard the sound clips from Captain Marvel. Uh, that aside, you have here like the beginnings of a origin story for her. This is, this show is heavily featuring Wanda and vision, but this is also the origin story for Monica Rambeau because she's going to be heavily featured in some of these movies coming up, including the second captain Marvel. So it's, it's kind of interesting that they're, they're now expanding what they do in the movies to TV so far as giving these origin stories to these outlier characters that might actually mean something later on within the TV show, not TV show universe, it's the same universe, but within the TV shows and not necessarily the movies. Uh, I really like it. I love that. We got also that piece with her, her mom apparently passed away off screen. Yeah. Her mom also taking on the, uh, the nickname photon, which we all know from the comic books is actually Monica Rambeau's superhero persona. When she, uh, Gets powers and everything, which well, we... that, w- that was
0: that was Maria Rambo's uh, call sign on the side of her jet in mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel also.
1: Yeah, it was an Easter egg. Then that's what I love about Marvel is things that are Easter eggs before actually come back and become something later on when they when the universe expands and they go, oh, you know what? We can't actually do something with that besides just being an Easter egg.
0: So we've got Monica comes back and. Uh, once she realizes what's going on, then the episode jumps ahead three weeks. And Monica is back at S.W.O.R.D., which is where she used to work. And she gets told by the acting director because the, the director was Monica's mom, Maria. So now yeah. we've got an acting director, uh, Tyler Hayward, which no clue who this guy is. He's not tied to the comics at all. There was another character named Hayward in agents of shield don't know if there's any relation to him at all but the one in agents of shield was one of those uh shield agents that actually was a hydra agent so if this hayward is related to that hayward there might be some evil things going on (laughs) He, he he might not be a good person so to speak
1: it's all pure but, speculation right now because they didn't give us anything either with him. He's just kind of by the by the books character right now.
0: Yeah. So he welcomes Monica back. He tells he actually says something to her like, "You're the first one uh, back to report for duty," so that basically everyone else who came back from the blip is just really having a hard time dealing with it, and rightly so. Fair I enough. Mean. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, so. We, we get introduced to him and he, he plays uh, certain roles throughout this episode. Uh, let's see. Where's the next thing I want to go to? Uh, we, well, okay. So real quick, he, t- he tells Monica that Maria's order is that if Monica ever does reappear, that Maria orders that Monica is kept from all outer space missions. She's grounded. She has to stay. So he puts her on this, missing persons case that takes place out in new jersey so we see monica is driving out to new jersey she takes an exit off the road for westview and then she winds up at the the westview sign that we've seen so far in the previous episodes and she runs into agent jimmy Wu, who again we know from ant-man and the wasp and the funny thing about this the two cops that are in the back here are confirming for Jimmy Wu and Monica and us, the audience that West view doesn't actually exist. There's an East view, but there's no West view, hmm. uh, which is interesting <laughs> again, because the sign for Westview under, under the words West view. I don't, don't think you can see it in this image. Uh, so right underneath Westview view in like curse, if it says like home is where you make it, uh, which is a fantastic uh, Joe dirt reference but I don't think yeah. they're trying to reference Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt does not take place in the MCU, as far as we know. So we we, we get reintroduced to, to Jimmy Woo, and it's great. We knew he was in this somewhere, but I, I kind of want to touch back on something real quick that we kind of like went over. Since this episode began with that re, re-dusting, we didn't get the normal intro that we've had for the past three episodes. No. We
1: didn't get like the sitcom TV show openings. It just yeah. opened. No, and that's that kind of touches on a larger theme for the episode overall as a whole. It's this wasn't this wasn't a sitcom episode. Uh this was this whole episode took place within the reality of what's of what's happening. Um so yeah, we didn't get the fun little sitcom intro. We didn't get an intro at all. We didn't get any kind of like you're watching One Division. Um, and we didn't get a oh, commercial. ABC. Yeah. on Yeah. We didn't get a commercial. Uh, I love that the episode, this episode's titled uh, Pardon the Interruption. Yeah. Which is yes. a fantastic, it's a fantastic title because I think that uh, going back to what Rachel was saying in the chat is I think that means, yeah, we're definitely going back to sitcoms or at least partly sitcom, uh, next week. this is kind of just like a pause, put it, put, put a pause on that. Let's actually go back over these last three episodes and look at it from swords perspective, which I think is, is fascinating, but uh, yeah, no, we didn't get any of the uh, sitcom stuff, but as far as like, uh, like the whole stuff with like Jimmy Woo and everything there. um, I love like when we first, when he was first introduced in this show, he, uh, he pulled out his, his card saying who he is, but he did so doing the magic trick that he Obviously, yeah. probably spent hours and hours upon learning after seeing uh, Scott Lang do it and going, how did you do that trick? You you know that he dedicated probably the next five years, provided he didn't get dusted the next five years to learning how to do that trick. So uh, that's I thought that was a funny little thing. But yeah, I think that was really interesting. The cops are like, no, there is no Westview. You're standing next to the sign that says Westview. <laughs> you can see the town. You just look down the the road. You see houses. Towns right behind you. Signs right next to you. There's no Westview. Uh, Yeah, I love I love what what's being discovered here is that people within a certain uh, diameter or radius from the from the energy field have no clue about Westview anymore. They they have that selective amnesia as Rachel's pointing out in the chat. Yeah. Any connection Westview selective amnesia. Uh, love that because i think that that provides a a, what this is doing and obviously we'll touch more into this here in a little bit but that provides a new air of mystery to how powerful wanda actually is Mm -hmm. that she's able to control and do as much as is happening here yeah
0: so we get uh the whole thing monica's out there to uh To be a chaperone, she's told, for the drone. Uh, The Mm -hmm. drone, which also bears the sword logo and the S 57. As we mentioned before, 57 is obviously a throwback to Avengers 57, which was the first appearance of Vision. But this is also a, a, this is obviously what becomes the helicopter in, what was that, episode two, where the helicopter pops in? Yep. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's what it was, and you, you start to notice that. Uh, while we're on the subject of that, I also want to point out the same, the same thing kind of happens when you get, uh, what's his name, uh, Franklin, Agent Franklin, who is crawling through the sewers. Uh, he's on a tether rope, and then the tether rope breaks as he goes through, let's call it the shimmer, <laughs> even though I think that's something else altogether. As he goes through the shimmer, his rope breaks and changes into the jump rope that every single one of us played with back in elementary school. Yeah. So this is pinpointing that the the sitcoms are – not only are they sitcoms, they're also – a slice of that time, and anything that is not a part of that time is changed over into it. Much like this Agent Franklin guy, he he went through this shimmer in a essentially a hazmat suit that looks a lot like, and we mentioned it before, the uh, AIM. Uh, hazmat looking suit type of thing and because at that time i think that was the second again second episode so that was the '60s, 60s they didn't have that kind of hazmat suit the closest that the show the sitcom could think of it was the beekeeper outfit which is why we get him back in that beekeepers uniform
1: yeah so, it's, and that's and that's funny because that was you know you go back to that episode that's one of the things that was kind of like the most outlandish thing is like why did a beekeeper with bees swarming around him all of a sudden pop out of the sewer like what are we doing here what is this and yeah. now you realize what it is is that anybody who crosses into that show takes on the aesthetics and the tone of whatever uh, whatever time period that episode is is taking place in and, and i think that's funny is too is that we actually like to note something here, a small piece uh, that jump rope, as they pull, as they pulled that rope back and pulled it back out of the sewer line, it still was the jump rope that it got changed to within the town. Yeah. So this I think is actually going, it's a small thing, but I think is going to come into play because not only did that, but when, uh when Monica got sent back out of, out of the, 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 the town outside of the TV show, she Can't was still wearing. Yeah. She was still wearing the outfit that she was wearing within the TV show. So anything it's, it appears that anything that gets changed within the, the energy field within the town, within the TV show remains that way. Once it leaves, this is going to lead to some very interesting theories about, Uh, perhaps Vision and the children later on down the road and what impact that might have within them should they potentially try to leave the TV show, the town. So, I I just thought of something
0: funny when you're mentioning that. Could you imagine you're this big, secretive, massive government organization? You send in something like this drone. I'm pretty sure it's pretty expensive. And you get back toy helicopter.
1: (laughs) <laughs> really lost out on that bum deal, didn't you?
0: <laughs> I mean, i I bought a little drone for like vlogging and stuff. Which yeah, okay, uh, anyways, beside the point. Uh, I bought a little drone that was like five hundred dollars for just that little thing, and I would be pissed if I got like a little toy helicopter back in yeah. place of that.
1: That's uh, that's so funny. Uh, you're sending in something that costs like thousands of dollars, and you're getting back something that, back in that time <laughs> period, was like twenty five cents.
0: <laughs> yeah. the exchange rate doesn't yeah there's no inflation price difference here yeah Uh, so shortly after this after uh so monica Rambeau shows up she touches the shimmer she gets sucked in she's gone 24 hours later sword has already built an entire facility uh much like we saw here they've already built that entire facility to like hey we need to get our agent back so they bring in a truck of specialists one of those specialists happens to be, and I don't have an individual picture of her uh, prepared, so I'm going to use our thumbnail. One of them is Darcy Lewis from the first two Thor movies. She is now Dr. Darcy Lewis. Woo, some yeah. things have <laughs> changed. <laughs> yeah, and on top of that, we also find out that she was the one here watching the episodes on the TV. Uh, thing I'm I sure. like about, yeah, The thing I like about it is she brought her character, the humor and everything back with her. She's like, I need a really old TV as in one that's not flat. (laughs) Uh, There was the recurring thing like, can I get that coffee now? Uh, Which I I mean, I've seen like some people criticize like the lame humor of this. I like it just because I like humor like humor like that in the MCU. I think it's fantastic because we're still serious in the MCU but having these little spurts like that, I think are mm-hmm. are, are great. So, it's, I'm
1: glad to have her back. It's so much time has passed and Darcy is still the same exact character except now she's got a degree. Um, yeah. I think that's the that's the funny thing though is that obviously like there's been some time since we've seen her. We haven't actually seen her since Thor the Dark World. How many years ago was that now? I mean, add five years with the with the snap and everything. It's been a while since we've seen her. So mm-hmm. the fact that she is now gone beyond the, I don't understand what you're saying, Jane. This doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, I'll just do this thing for you. To now she's like, I need this. I need this. I know this will work. Uh, these are my theories I'm going to have. I'm a doctor. You're going to listen to me because I'm specializing in this stuff now. And it's like, I have to wonder how many interns does she have now?
0: yeah Um, (laughs) that's beside the point uh she's using acronyms that no one else knows and she's
1: having to correct them yeah i love this and this is what i love about what the mcu has done not just with this tv show but just as an overall whole is that you have these characters that were side characters back in prior movies they're like hey you know what does that actor still want to play that role call him up real quick hey you want to come back and do this uh tv show play your character this is what we were thinking about doing with your character and Kat Daniels is over here, like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds like a fantastic direction. My character winning. I'm on it. <sighs> Two broke girls is done. Let me do this. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, I, love- I, I, I agree. That's the thing I like about this. How the MCU is, because again, comic books, you could just you could have an artist just draw the character, and the character yeah. is there. You can't have like an actor just constantly as 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 freely available as drawing the character in the comics yes. so the commitment by everyone involved to be able to come back to replay these characters regardless of what the contracts for their acting yeah. for it says it's, it's so it's, great
1: it's why you have to do things like kill off iron man and make captain america an old, 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 old an old man that's why you have to do those things is because the actors at some point are just not going to be able to play those characters anymore because we're yeah. real humans out here. We have a limitation to how long we can do certain things for. Yeah. So So, so as
0: this episode progresses, Darcy starts watching and she realizes that they're watching a sitcom. Jimmy Wu points out it's a sitcom, starring two Avengers. That's weird. And so they start watching and then they start gathering intel. Uh one of the intel they gather is say going back to that copter uh that they realize that this copter is the drone and then they start questioning why is the drone like colorized and it, it brings back kind of like what we were saying this is an object that is outside of this world and so therefore it was not originally created in the world that's why it's probably in color which brings us back to things like the blood on Dottie's hand and I don't know if I got the... Okay, I don't have the actual image of it, but like the toaster from the commercial where the the light was red. I wish yeah. y'all could see my mouse pointing at the light. Like, this little light right here was red. But y'all <laughs> can't see that. I can't share screen. Well, I could, but whatever. Uh, so the little bits of color that we've gotten, we're now led to believe that this is something that existed outside of the Shimmer, and now it's brought in.
1: But why is why is monica not colorized why was she and why was why did franklin the beekeeper go to black and white so why are these two humans who got brought in not staying in color but all these objects or something out of her control like dotty bleeding why are these things why are these things colorized yeah you thought this was going to answer some questions and
0: now we've got like even more
1: no. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: there's a whole lot of this that doesn't make sense. And I have to believe there's some kind of puppet master that's actually got the answers and we still don't know yet. So therefore you have to keep watching. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, Darcy's watching this and not only does she the, see the photo of that, but then she also starts noticing the people that are in there, which leads us to this massive board of characters we find out like who these people are. We find out their real names. Uh, funny thing about this: the real names of some of these people. They come to find out that they are they are real people stuck in this this fake Westview world. But the names yeah. that they give. I don't know if I don't know if you picked up on it or if you read anything about it today. The names that they this. give are yeah. actually names of like the art production people and other actors, yep. just other crew members involved, not only on WandaVision, but in the the Marvel cinematic universe as a whole. That is fantastic little nods and, right there.
1: And the uh And the credits on the show within the show, the the actual credits that pop up for like the first three episodes during the actual like one division episodes. Yeah. Those are also all names of people actually working on the actual Disney plus one division show. So it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun little, uh, this is like a completely different kind of Easter egg, not one pertaining to things that we might know or, or find out from like comic book origins or anything. This is just a fun, like super meta, like, Hey, we understand that we're working on a TV show. So therefore we're going to use the actual names of people who are making this TV show to on the show. That's within the TV show. Yeah. So uh, the
0: other thing to take a look at here is like, we see most of the characters that we've already seen. Uh, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm kind of really upset that uh, Dottie's husband, the dude down there was not, his real name was not David Schwimmer, because oh that's that, that's David Schwimmer. Let's be honest. Oh my gosh! Uh, but if you notice, Dottie is missing from this. So going back to the fact that Dottie was the one with the red bloody hand, there's something up with Dottie, and I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I feel like I is, want this. I, I want this to come back to our rumor of maybe Mephisto having a hand in this.
1: Don't know. There's two things at play. Mm -hmm. There's two things at play. Uh, Dottie could be somebody important. uh, And honestly, either way probably could still be someone important. But the other thing is that at that point in the show, they had not yet seen Dottie's character. Uh, So at that point when they were putting names up on the board, they hadn't gotten to that point of the episode where Dottie actually came into play. So they just hadn't put her up on the board yet. That could be a reasonable explanation as to why we don't see her. Uh, there is there is like hidden Easter eggs, though, with things that are said and with Dottie's appearances, though, that we are led to believe that there's potential chance that Dottie could be some someone of bigger importance than just being another member of this town or another individual who got trapped within Wanda's universe here. Yeah. Uh, but I think the big one that we do definitely want to point out is, again, going back to Agnes on that board. Yeah. And how, so if, if you look at it, everybody else has their character name, but everybody else also, like, like we said before, has a real name. On there. Agnes only has her character name, and obviously we don't have like the zoom and enhance here, but if you actually take close look at it, she doesn't have a real name in that box where she should have one. Or a driver's license. Or a driver's license, which makes you wonder, is this somebody who shouldn't necessarily still be around because she's a several thousand year old witch? Agatha
0: Harkness. <laughs> uh, here's the thing, like, I will put money on this. Like, I, I I would rather put money on this than I would have put money on GameStop a couple of days ago. That Hey-o. Agnes is Agatha Harkness. <laughs> I really wish I put money on GameStop a couple of days ago. Anyways, beside the point. uh that. Uh, she is Agatha Hartness. Absolutely. No doubt in my mind. No question. Yeah. And I, this is where I think like after this episode, we just saw, this is where it's going to pivot and we're going to see more and more of Catherine Hahn. my theory on this. And the reason, the reason I'm so solidified in this was actually by something in this episode if you watch the episode all the way through into the credits, again, the credits are beautifully done. They all look like little TV pixels, which is what that, the shimmer of Westview looks like as well. But when they went through the cast of, of who all was acting in this? You saw it said Paul Bettany, it saw it said Elizabeth Olsen, and then it, it also said Randall Park and Kat Dennings, who yep. have only been really in this episode for the most part. They've had a few bits and pieces, voice, in previous voice and previous voices and a hand, but this is the first time we actually saw their face and they talked in this episode. And then afterwards, it still credited Katherine
1: Hahn who had nothing to do with this episode. She was so, present, but she, she was just very background. She was just only existed in the they, fact that everybody else exists. Yeah.
0: yeah. They may have shown her like in the background, but I mean, she had no real anything to do with this. I mean, by that idea, if she has something to do with this, so does uh herb from the the yeah. last episode where Catherine Hahn and Herb are out there talking. So again, she's a major character in this show they just haven't actually officially said that yet
1: that's this all feels accurate it feels true it feels a hundred percent like this has to be this has to be it she's got to be agatha harkness she's got to have a major role in this show there's something more to her than we've seen so far uh on the other hand they could just be big braining us like like crazy right now and that's they know exactly what we're going to think about her character that's why they named her agnes and gave her the little the little pendant and mm-hmm. she's not actually anybody she's just another person they just haven't given the name to yet in which case i'd be like what <laughs> why did you do that but that that'd be a that would be a big brain move to try to fool us i think like you said 100 percent gotta be agatha harkness <laughs> gotta be
0: uh no. yes we did. yes we did agatha <laughs>
1: <laughs> we did say your name agatha uh
0: we did say yes we did say heartness so yes <laughs> um <laughs> that's that's not david schwimmer but do you still think i think they'll pivot, they'll pivot! pivot. Uh, <laughs> so Oh, where were we in this? This was a fun episode, y'all. I like I was looking forward to tonight's episode so yeah. we could talk about this. Uh so, uh the other fun thing, uh I don't think I need to show both pictures, so I'll go with the one that is more filled out. After they started realizing that these these were people, this was a sitcom, then you had uh Jimmy Wu start filling out yeah. this whiteboard and uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Like I will give complete credit to uh, Late to the Party over on their YouTube channel. They tweeted out today that uh, I love this joke. They're like, I haven't stared at a whiteboard as hard as I did in WandaVision since Cabin in the Woods, and that was a that was a fantastic joke for those of y'all who know. Like, absolutely love that joke. Uh, but I, you to spend some
1: time on this for sure because there's I'm a lot yeah, I'm going
0: to bring it back. There is so much on this whiteboard that I want to quickly uh, run through and dissect. Uh, just from what I've read, what I've looked at, what I've researched uh, over the course of today at work when I'm not helping customers, Uh there's so much on here. And so uh, what we don't know, why the hexagonal shape? It's hex, which is, again like talking about spells for witches, uh, white sitcoms. That's, I I feel like that's what Wanda grew up with. Um, same time and space is vision alive. Yeah, that's, that's our questions. (laughs) And so what we have down here failed attempts at, I'm going to guess that says that was contact because it's phone lines, digital drones. I'm sure radio is in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh and then uh, so going up to the top left triangulated to Westview 5 mile radius something unknown who is behind this and then they have the word scrolls written on there. And then down below it says like if, if it's, it's not this Yeah. Let's see this okay, so this other image doesn't help. <laughs>
1: Enhance.
0: Enhance. Yeah. Uh so there's a lot in there and I can bring it back up. If you want to deep dive some more into this,
1: there are definitely like two that stand out to me. One is the hexagonal shape just because we're talking about, again, I'm saying like this is a, this episode feels like it was shot and made after everybody else had already watched the first three episodes. Cause they're putting stuff on this whiteboard. It's like, we've all been talking about that exact point. Yeah, uh, the, the hexagonal shapes. There's something to that beyond just the the word hex. There is an actual, like, legitimate reason for the hexagon. That that shape means something.
0: Uh, I know. Too. I know. Like,
1: like Garth points out here, it's you know, hex man. Also, dives have hexagonal shapes, uh, and then like aim, which we know. We know at this point, there it doesn't look like aim has really anything to do with anything at this point, or at least it feels like it. It feels like, for the most part, we've got Sword at play and we've got probably something else supernatural at play. Um, but as far as the rest of this board, the other one I want to really highlight and touch on is that, is Vision alive? And I definitely want to touch on this when we get more to Wanda and Vision's actual segment of this episode. But there's something there's something too. So remind me of that because I want to talk about is Vision alive or not? Yeah,
0: uh, I want to go back to your, your bringing up aim. So, uh, when initially I watched this, I was like, oh, okay, this episode is pretty much like solidifying aim has nothing to do with this. But upon research, aim aims, uh, like a part of their logo is a hexagon, mm-hmm. in fact, it's multiple hexagons. In fact, it's so many hexagons, you know what it looks like. It looks like a hmm. honeycomb. Do you know who uses honeycombs? Bees. Oh, a beekeeper. Yeah. Well, bees. Yeah, but I mean, there's a reason for this. Because <sighs> again, on. Go- going back to that, we were we were thinking that the beekeeper was a nod to the aim outfit. So
1: here's 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 a question for you, and you might be you might be going in this direction. Uh, when they're bringing uh, Monica into the sword facility and talking about, well, we were doing space stuff, but now we're kind of moving more towards technology and this, yeah. that, and the other, that, that kind of realm of things. That makes me wonder, are we looking at, are, are they really kind of like rehashing an idea here? Are we looking at a situation where maybe aim has figured out a way, so to speak, to infiltrate sword, like Hydra infiltrated shield. I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily like the idea of kind of rehashing the same same plot where this evil organization is infiltrating a yeah, potentially dubious organization. Um, so I, 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 and in that case, that could be a thing. And that that could answer a lot. And I think in reality, you've got to aim has to pop back up somewhere because I just don't think that they've done enough with aim within the MCU. I think there's still a lot more they can do. Uh, I know at some point they've got to bring in uh, Modok within the live action universe. So
0: I was looking for a
1: picture of him so we
0: can reference him. But yes, uh, I am eagerly eagerly wanting to see M.O.D.O.K. in the MCU. Uh, yeah. This is the, uh, I don't have an image. I was just trying to grab it. So if y'all are not familiar with M.O.D.O.K., this is easily one of the most off-the-wall looking characters in in all of comic book history. Uh, I, I want to see that portrayed accurately on screen because I think it'll be great. <laughs> So, anyways, that that's me like fanboy giddying out for a bit just because yeah. I love Modok.
1: He's so ridiculous. But yeah, I love it. We have the whiteboard. It's basically Jimmy Woo's uh, conspiracy theory board. Where's that? Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if only he turned around, and did that. That would have been the new the new
1: meme for like conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, but what's what's what was after that? Is, is there still more on the whiteboard we wanted to touch on? I know the Ah. scrolls. The scrolls we might be touching on a little bit further. That could be the entryway into the uh, secret invasion. So, uh, show. I could touch upon the scrolls
0: real quick in that we've already seen at the end of Captain Marvel, which again, Monica Rambeau. So there's a tie here. The end of Captain Marvel, uh, we saw that Nick Fury was in outer space setting up a space
1: station, which inspired. uh, since Spider-Man Far From Home. That's the end credit in Spider-Man think, Far From yeah, Home. Yeah,
0: that's right. It is Far From Home. Uh, that we see that Nick Fury and Maria Hill were being impersonated by Uh, Skrulls. uh What's his face? Exactly. Talos? Talos. Talos. Talos okay. and his wife. Yeah. Uh, while Nick Fury... Nick Fury. Kenny, where's my cat at? <laughs> that's so a, Nick that's a, Fury... He's in a
1: fox outfit. Nick Fury. Yeah.
0: Well, Nick Fury was up in outer space uh, setting up the uh, space station, which we all thought was S.W.O.R.D., basically. It might be a, uh, an extension of S.W.O.R.D. Again, S.W.O.R.D. D- typically deals with outer space. In this TV show, they are dealing with a lot of like stuff on Earth, more computer, AI, drones, stuff like that. So... The scrolls may still have a hand in this, but I don't know if they have a direct influence on what's happening with
1: WandaVision right now. Yeah. Um, uh, the scrolls, yeah, I think honestly, it all it is really is just kind of just a piece, just a piece to kind of help set up the future for, uh, for the secret invasion storyline. I think we'll probably touch more on that somewhere throughout the rest of the show, but there's not going to be probably like a huge plot line with the with the scrolls here. Unless we find out that all the people within the town are scrolls and that's what Herb was trying to say. She's here because we're all scrolls, which would make no sense, but maybe they can find a way to make it make sense. Who knows? I'm just spitballing at this point. Yeah. Uh, real quick going in the chat we got Jeremiah Morris
0: saying got to go to bed but much love guys you you, you don't want to listen listen to our soothing voices help cradle you off to sleep as we talk about soft, wonder- soft and velvety <laughs> is not your voice <laughs> kind of chunky <laughs> and chunky <laughs> mm, I am hungry actually uh, so <laughs> thank you for watching uh Jeremiah Morris so, uh, what else do we have?
1: Yeah. Let's, let's say what's next in the in the yeah, to talk about. So, so uh, we,
0: we, again, we've had this entire episode of showing us what's happening in the actual MCU reality. We get a little glimpse of what's happening back in <laughs> WandaVision world. Uh, we get to see what was happening with the exchange after Monica had mentioned Pietro being killed by Ultron, and we got to see Wanda's fury where she ejected Monica <laughs> not only from the house but from the entire realm of Westview altogether, and uh, that was
1: awesome. <laughs> I saw it was that was great. I liked it. it was cool. It was it was great, but at the same time, like you, what's interesting is what Darcy was seeing on the outside. where we Hmm. see that the broadcast is censored it just completely blips over i'm going to use that word again completely blips over the uh the part where she's having that confrontation and just goes straight ahead to 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 where she ends up on the couch with with vision uh that is that's completely fascinating it's yeah it's here that you see and it's in this scene which I hate I hate to like want to move too far past this. I know we got to we got to move this along because we're running out of time here. But it's the fact of the matter is this is probably the big pivotal scene for Wanda's character thus far within this show. Because what it's showing is that she knows what she's doing. It doesn't look like she's being controlled by anybody. Whether somebody else still has a role to play, we don't know. We'll find out. But as of right now, especially because once Monica is ejected, uh, she says, it's all Wanda. It's Wanda. Everything is Wanda. It's all Wanda. We're led to believe right now, Wanda's in complete and utter control of absolutely everything that's happening right now, Uh, which one, that lends to showing that she's not only in the comics, is she one of the most powerful characters in all of the comic books and all of Marvel comics. Uh, she could potentially just be one of the most powerful characters in all of the MCU too. The fact that she has this much control over all, all the people, the entire town, what's happening, what's coming in and out of the world, and then how it's broadcasted or why it's even being broadcasted to begin with, which is a weird thing. Uh, and then again, potentially like what control she has over vision, which we again can, can talk about here in a second. But this was a very interesting thing because it shows she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows exactly what's going on. Uh, she does not recognize Monica says you are not a part of my, my vision here. So you need to go goodbye. What's interesting it's though. <laughs> yeah. What's going on here though, is that she's not violent about it. I mean, she is, but she's not like so violent about it that Monica is going to suffer, you know, fatal or injuries or whatever i mean she ejected her out as softly as one can be when ejected through a wall a fence a tree another fence another wall uh the tv screen all of that i think i just think it's interesting she's still retaining there there's the good element of wanda we want to still cheer for her she's still a good guy but in this she's really being painted as not so good but at the same time we understand that she's probably doing this because she has endured so much pain and suffering so far within the MCU. She lost her brother. She lost her love. She obviously lost her parents. She She lost her home. Yeah. Uh, She technically died and came back. There's just so much pain and suffering that she has endured in the MCU thus far. It makes complete sense that she's like, nope, let's just create a world to live in where I don't have to deal with this anymore
0: but yet you still see her psyche playing upon her because we then see the conclusion. We, we so we saw last episode where a uh, vision would come back and he's like, where, where did Geraldine go? Yeah. And they so- all like, Oh, Geraldine had to leave. Ha ha ha. And the whole episode continues as normal. Uh, but this time we we get to replay that scene, and we see essentially from Wanda's point of view, Vision comes back, and then all of a sudden we're all like, ah, he's Ugh. this. I hate it. Yeah. Thank you, Streamyard, for not keeping your uh, your internet connection up to date enough for us to be able to actually use this as like a jump scare when I made that. Weird screen, but that anyway, that's the point of what this. Yeah, that's what that was. Because I'm sitting here, like I'm trying to watch this, laying in bed on this laptop <laughs> here, and I'm trying to like, oh, I'm gonna watch this episode and then go to sleep. Nope, I'm not gonna go to sleep. I've got like visions of zombie vision in my head, and yeah, it works. <laughs> so uh, creepy as all get out. Absolutely loved it though because. It, it 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 we were it was solidified. Wanda's in control, but she's broken, and that's that's where we're at for the rest of this series. Yeah, Vision. The, when Vision came back, he he revealed that he is essentially a construct of Wanda's mind. He does know what's going on, and it's been Wanda like, ah, I don't want you to talk about that right now, and. Yeah, and that's why we've seen it uh, go back and like she's erased, she's redone time when something from the outside or Vision is even talking about something from the outside. Vision's talking about it because it's in Wanda's head. If Wanda knows it, Vision knows it, is essentially what we're looking at here.
1: But what I think is interesting, and yeah, I'll definitely get into this now, is uh, real quick, first thing is that uh, I love this because it shows that Wanda' not crazy, but I think this show has great opportunity where it's at right now to kind of speak into mental health a little bit and kind of touch on those very real situations of mental health while still keeping in the, hey, we're in a superhero world. Okay, but here you have someone who's like super powerful. This is what she's doing with her powers, but she is she, mentally, she is not in a good place. She is definitely not in a healthy mental headspace. Uh, and i i love that they they have an opportunity right now to kind of speak into that and hopefully they can come out can come out of it with a really great message we'll see we'll see how the rest of the show goes and how it leads into dr strange uh but what i think the interesting thing here is that we're talking about vision uh having these thoughts of something's not right something's off and we're talking about okay well let's just That's Wanda projecting, so to speak, this idea that something's wrong, something's off. But Wanda knows what's going on. Wanda's aware of what she has done and what she's created. She knows that she is in a world. I mean, she even said to Vision, no, we can't go anywhere. This is our home now. I have decreed it so. This is where we live. I know what's going on. That's final. It's the fact that Vision is... Operate, it seems like Vision is actually operating outside of Wanda's control in this case by by having these moments of, something's not right. If Vision was completely a construct of Wanda and operated within Wanda's control, he would not be questioning his existence and his reality. That just wouldn't, that it wouldn't be in his uh, created character, so to speak. He would just be the yes man doing and saying everything that Wanda would want him to say. So the fact that he is going every now and then going what's happening what's going on something's not right mean means to me that he has independent thought and the only way that he could possibly have independent thought is if he is independent outside of wanda in some capacity
0: or if wanda Wanda's is like in a mental state where she's not able to control her vision projection
1: maybe I mean, she, she could be schizophrenic
0: yeah, she's in a panic state, so she's she, she's loses connection. That's when visions like something's not right, Wanda. And she's like, "Nope. Redo it." Let but me, even let me re-grab control of
1: this. Even still, like even being in a panic state, he's still in this case he's still a creation of hers, a mental creation of hers. He wouldn't have that independent thought whether she's in control or not. She, he he would be the one thing that she just maintains control of. And if she's in a panic state, he would just, I'm here, honey. What, what do you need me to do, honey? I'm right by your side, dear. Like he would operate in that way. Cause there would be, there'd be nothing and no one to give him the thought of something's wrong unless Wanda projects that thought into him. And clearly she's not doing that because she's trying to correct, correct the situation every time he has that thought. So, I, I do think that we need to understand something about vision here. It, it, he was dead. He died in infinity war, but there is a chance. I think that they are finding a way to potentially bring him back. Now, whether or not they do or not remains to be seen, but I want to touch back real quick on what's interesting about say like Monica coming back, still wearing the outfit or that jump rope being pulled out of the sewer is if vision were to leave this reality would he still exist if he were to be able to walk beyond the tv screen the shimmer as you call it would he still exist and we've seen that in the previews that he is actually at the shimmer wall
0: so yeah. he is he he does at some point look like he is trying to leave
1: he's going to fit he's going to hit that crossroad at some point the other side of it too is her children we know in the comics that for a time Her children were not real. They were essentially taken away from her. Uh, but at some point they did end up being real. Yeah. Uh, Right now we were, we are to assume that her children, she actually created life. She created real kids, real children within, within her town that could actually exist beyond the wall, beyond the shimmer. Uh, So that tells me that if she recreated vision, is she one, is she using visions dead body to recreate him or two? Did she just create a whole new vision? I mean, he didn't have super speed before. So she did, she give him powers in some capacity? There's, Uh, there's a whole lot at play there. Uh,
0: Garth pointed out one that I actually really like Uh, the connection there's this Twilight Zone episode where, uh, uh, if I remember correctly, this is the one with the the kid. The original Twilight Zone episode was like Bill, I think it was Bill Mummy, uh, was the kid. And then they also recreated this for the Twilight Zone movie, where it's a kid who just keeps like these random strangers as his family, and they all have to yeah. obey him. Otherwise, he does bad things to them. And, uh, that's what this actually kind of feels like is this is Wanda's world. These people will have to do what she says. They just may not, we haven't fully seen if they're afraid of her or not. And that might be going back to, uh, what was it? The, the part with, uh, Herb, uh, slicing through the fence, just not knowing what he's doing and he's just trying to maintain his, uh, character. So, mm-hmm. Oh, just again, this episode was great because it answered a lot of questions, but it gave us like a whole new set and uh, the more real quick.
1: Story- yeah. What what was Wanda doing while Herb was cutting through the wall? That was she so was Herb was cutting he she was inside. She was, was inside going to be pregnant. Was pregnant. She had the like the labor pains during that time? Is that what was happening during that during that moment?
0: It was it was right uh, well that was yeah, not it was at the, the beginning. beginning but yeah it's at the beginning
1: it's at the beginning so i wonder if like something was like distracting her and so she didn't have she didn't have control on her cuz you see that uh, and i just side note real quick side note i know we need to move on but uh going back to like the earlier episodes um when Vision is asking uh, Agnes and her what's going on, and they're about to kind of like spill some beans to him, she's very much focused on her conversation with uh, with Geraldine at the time. She's very much focused on, yeah, what, what she's saying to Monica and what's happening there. She, her eyes and ears off everybody else. I am in this moment right now. In which case, Herb and Agnes were out of her control and were able to be like, uh, she came here because because uh and the second that she sends gerald out sends monica out uh agnes goes well gotta go back to doing that thing i'm doing all right see you later and then herb's like see you around buddy and they immediately fall back into the character it isn't a they decide to fall back into the character they just kind of were forced to yeah so i think i think that's the situation you're looking at so in that case is it possible that uh, Wanda was distracted with something while Herb was cutting a wall, and he's just trying to like not let it slip? And he's like, "Oh, yeah, buddy, looks like I am not cutting the edge right." Whoopsie daisy! I'll fix this wall. Whatever. Oh no worries, <laughs> dude.
0: Yeah. The, the, this this show is so trippy; it almost is the wall. <laughs> Pink Floyd reference there. Uh, I'll throw one in whenever I can. Of course. Anyway. Yeah, so uh um again, next next week looks like we're gonna be diving back into the episodes, but now we know these these sitcom episodes are going to be also viewed from the perspective of swords, specifically Darcy trying to figure out what's going on and make use of it what will. Uh we we kind of glazed over the fact that we also found out in this particular episode that it was Jimmy Woo that was on the microphone trying to reach uh, trying to reach Wanda on the radio, which, I mean, we knew that because we recognized his voice over the radio, but we actually got to see that. I don't think it added anything more that we didn't already know. It's just, they are trying to reach Wanda. Uh, well, uh, with the exception of, uh, he was asking who's doing this to you. No one is doing this to her. She's doing it to herself. And I kind of like that because uh, originally in the episodes, it made it look like we had Wanda, Sword, and then some other other mystery third party. I don't think we have a mystery third party really that much. We just have we might have people like whether it's uh, Agatha Harkness or Mephisto kind of manipulating. They're like slowly cradling everything their way, but I really think that this it, it's between Wanda and Sword right now. Yeah. And that's where the this is gonna go. There is gonna be something that pops up. I do believe there is there will be a third party of something that pops up something somewhere because we've seen Wanda and Vision like panicking in Westview. We've seen the sword agents and Jimmy Woo like running down a field trying to run either after something or away from something, whatever. Something yeah. big is about to happen with this. I'm eager to see where this goes, what it could be, but. That's that's the theories for this week. It was a great episode. Uh, I like the the back and forth on Twitter. Exactly, the back and forth on Twitter where some people are like they don't like that this episode like went back to reality. Some people liked it while it was staying in that Mister mysterious like uh, the sitcom <laughs> thing. Sorry.
1: Snap back I to this. reality. Oops, there goes gravity. There
0: goes gravity. Yep, <laughs> that was the Twitter thing I did earlier. So,
1: yeah, yep, yep, yep.
0: I like this, but it, it it really gave that reason why you needed to watch the first 3 episodes first. It's why we we understood why it was the first 3 episodes that were the ones that were uh, I guess screened for critics and they weren't allowed to see this fourth episode until now. Cuz with this four, fourth episode it completely changes your viewpoint on the first 3. Yeah. So, this is a good show. They're doing a very good job once again. In Feige, we trust. So
1: I I love this because right now, uh, as as we know, this is a one and done season uh, show. There's not going to be another one division season two or whatever as as far as we know right now. Uh, which which makes this feel like it makes it feel like different than anything we've seen within tv or movies before this has the quality of a movie but it's done in such an episodic way because it's tv that they are able to do what they want to do in movies but do it in a longer form and kind of take their time with it and i love that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i think this is something i i can see like from the jump when Kevin Feige went yep iron man one here we go let's do it I could see something stewing in his head like wouldn't it be great if we could get to a place where we could take some of these heroes and give them smaller stories but tell those stories over a certain period of time within the tv side man if we could just get to that place where we would have the ability to do that i could do such wonderful wonderful stuff with these characters take them right out of the comic books and do those kinds of storylines with them over a long term instead of just in movies yeah Uh, definitely invite you trust i think this is something that he's been kind of sitting on and planning on for a while and especially once disney plus became a thing love it love it
0: yeah uh anyways that's gonna do it for this week fantastic episode eager for next week can't wait to see what's gonna happen join us again next friday next friday um so next Friday, we may potentially be a little earlier. I know this th- this Friday we went later because of uh, all of our friends over at the Movie Trivia Schmodown doing their uh, draft for this year, uh, which if you are a fan of the Movie Trivia Schmodown and you haven't seen it, go check it out. It was fantastic. But yep. uh, next week, we might be a little bit earlier than normal uh, just because time and Time is not as fluid as we would all like it to be. But anyway,
1: space. In
0: yeah. So space. Uh, as of right now, it, it's this is probably going to be like a couple of hours earlier than normal. So just be ready for that. We'll stay tuned to our Twitter. Cinefanatics MLP. MLP will be talking about it there. Anyways, uh, yep. also over the course of this next week, tagline on Tuesday night at 930 p.m. Central Time. Uh, next Wednesday, we should have our ranking of the top 10 MCU villains. If you haven't seen already, check out, we did we just released the top 10 MCU heroes. It was a lot of fun to make. Go check that out. Let us know your thoughts on that ranking. And yeah, uh, just a whole bunch of good stuff still coming to this channel. So make sure you hop on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Jump on the tier that is right for you. I would highly recommend the Avengers tier because you're gonna get all of our like little bonus footage, like the bonus content that we made with the top 10 MCU. There very likely will also be bonus content for top 10 MCU villains. So. As, as
1: always, with like any Patreons, uh the Avengers tier is our ten dollar tier. That is usually the sweet spot for a lot of people's Patreons. It is typically just low enough for a lot of people, but still provides enough value to them as well as value, obviously to us, because that's the point of having a Patreon. Uh, but that, that's the thing is we want to promote and pump out the value within that $10 tier for sure. Uh, that Avengers tier. So that's, so did rank past T specials. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe that could be a special one during Christmas next year. I'm going to completely forget about that idea. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, definitely hop on the Patreon. Either way, you get access to our Discord on there, and there's going to be at least one, if not multiple channels on that Discord that are specifically accessible only to those who subscribe to Patreon because Discord will be accessible in other ways. I made an announcement earlier today. Uh, I'm not going to dive too much into it because this is actually not the time and place for that, but follow me on Twitter at ChrisAdamsMLP. You'll you'll see the announcement there that I made. Uh, Anyway, jump on that Patreon so much good stuff. We're building that community out over on Discord. You're gonna to wanna to be a part of that. And you're gonna to wanna to have that that early jump and be a part of it on, at the beginning because you might be able to have a hand in building that community yourself as well. So, fun stuff, fun, fun stuff. Absolutely.
0: So again, follow us, Cinefanax MLP, Robert Adams MLP, Chris Adams MLP on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Robert Adams MLP, also on Letterbox. And that is gonna do it for tonight. Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for being in the chat. This is a lot of fun. I love talking about this show. Uh, yeah. I wish we did the this kind of like a feedback review show with Mandalorian. We will in the future. But yeah, I feel like we missed out on it before uh, because we could have just gone all day with that one. Never again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so again, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for being here and subscribing to us. We will see y'all next time. Good night, y'all. There's music in my head. There's about to be music on the screen, too. Like, right about...